Welcome to the Learning Curve podcast where Brithik and Arvind share with you everything that they've learned so far about technology, startups and remote life. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Learning Curve podcast. Today we are going to talk about a person, Peter Levels. Everyone like everyone in the dev community definitely knows him. He creates products really fast and makes money of it and it might feel that you know every product is successful but that's not true it takes a few years to get a really hit product i think it took him 2 years to finally get a hit ai product so i want to talk about how his approach is and how us normal folks we think of achieving success or how we feel like we might not be as fast enough so yeah that's what we are going to talk about My name is Arvind and I'm Brithik and today we are going to deconstruct what you can learn from levels.io or at least what we have learned from Peter Levels Peter Levels yes and and also my thought about how we should view that success and compare it to ourselves because we developers we definitely compare like why can't i ship so fast so there are two ways to go from from there you can either make excuses that hey you know like it's difficult he has more experience and you know maybe you know some people are truly talented but no that's not the case it's definitely creativity that drives him but what is the main thing that you need to see is that he hasn't changed his tech stack for a long time for from forever he has not used anything apart from php of course he might have used few new technologies but mainly it's php and it's php and jquery on the front end yeah and now you might think like jquery these days like why not react swelt or some other framework but i think trying new things is for the stupid people i really think and i'm one of those stupid people i'll admit it in this podcast we are lured by the new things that come in on the horizon but the pro guys the pro people like levels what they do is they stick to one technology they grow they improve and and really all you need to do is ship 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 and you can only do that when you're not always reinventing the wheel or trying to learn how the wheel works or how the wheel fits into your car you don't need to do that all the time i think we as developers we try to we have this shiny new object syndrome built into us because all the job interviews that we see they look for people with uh, experience in a particular technology and then if there is some new trend we tend to hype it talk about it l- try to learn it and try to use it but shippers like levels what they do is they look out for problems to solve not technologies to learn i think that's where the basic difference is and we should aim to at least use what we know to solve a problem that we face it's not like building a to do app with a new technology and uh, you are good to go it's not like that if you want to make money or help the humanity go forward then you have to solve problems and not learn new technologies and i think that is the essence of peter levels he focuses more on the problem and the solution he can bring about quickly he knows his limitations he knows that he is one person he knows that he has 
he does not have all the time in the world to try out new things he loves trying out new things and he works on a lot of things parallelly yeah recently there was one guy who was asking him how he works on a lot of parallel things and he the twitter himself he didn't he was working on two three different things and he was not able to manage time and peter lip replied saying working on so many things lets him to find the silliest and the most effective solution to any problem that he has in one of his apps so he, he knows he doesn't have a lot of time to spend on a problem so he looks for a quick fix yeah and that saves him a lot of time and in the book that he wrote he wrote this book called make book it's a handbook for indie hackers in that also he mentions that work on different different things because we are not uh meant to or like we 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 don't have to stop with uh working on one single project and we as humans are like generally bored easily bored so having different things to do at a certain point of time really helps us but you should know what the limit is that is all secondary in in his uh, project interior ai i i read one of his tweets where he he mentions that he did not use uh, web sockets web sockets would have been a much better way so when you're running a, an ai job it it's expensive to work with gpus so you can't leave a gpu idle so there are two ways either you can use a web socket where the connection to the user it's continuing until the gpu finishes the rendering and sends it back or what he used was something called logging which was used prior to web sockets and it's it's a more traditional technique where you know you have kind of a uh, a queue where it, the task gets processed and then it get you know the user gets uh, notified and you know the uh, gets the final renderings but i i like that that he did not use something cutting edge initially because what happens is when you're working on a new product you have this inspiration now if i leave the inspiration aside and go to kind of learning what web sockets or how they work or you know spend 4 hours doing it validation time to validation becomes ah, more time chala jata hai i think that that's where he excels is to know ki okay what i'm using is not cutting edge it's might not even be the best way or best approach to do it but it gets the job done and that's what makes money yeah and to all the developers out there including myself do what gets the job done first and then iterate over it then learn then do more courses then do youtube tutorials do that after it if you have 2 3 years of web dev experience you already know enough to ship a product learn those things that stop you from shipping a product don't learn those things that will make you more efficient in shipping a product this might sound counter- counterintuitive but it is not don't lose out on the inspiration and that's what levels does and i'm truly inspired but what what he he does arvin i remember you telling me like you know it it takes a long time to ship things but again for us developers if you have a full time job it is very difficult to get all that energy and inspiration because your job takes 70% of it so you only have 30% or less how much how much energy do you think you have after your i think day? 70% is the right estimation i generally left out with 30% on on weekdays it's also dependent on how hectic the job is sometimes there is a deadline and you have you are left with no energy at all 
so in those days i feel i don't feel like looking at code again so those are the days when i open notion and do some management planning or like open figma and do some designs because designing is a separate skill from coding or writing code so that's how i manage different different tasks and on the week weekends i spend some time coding because i don't have uh, the day job and proper rest is also important because by this time uh, in the last year i was properly burnt out mm. i in november i took a break and i didn't want to do anything other than day job so i think this year it's been better i've been bet- managing my energy better though i have not taken any long breaks i think another thing that has changed in your life is you're more surrounded by family yeah. now than before i think that that forces you to take breaks you know normally when you're living with friends or alone you just want to work but when you're surrounded by family you have certain responsibilities and it is a good kind of responsibility where yeah you you're more living than working yeah so arvind what you read the make book right by i am reading the make book i am through i think two modules of the book the build and launch part so what what is your take away from those two parts so he uh, basically talks about this idea of uh, sticking to a proper tech stack and not oh he uh, does awesome. not not experimenting with a lot of uh, uh, new things new shiny things and in the, in the launch chapter he talks about why you should uh, get your idea in front of people and he one one point that i really liked is uh, he sta- he started saying he don't don't just start off with paid ads first take validation from places that you can uh, launch for free like product hunt hacker news uh, and all these reddit sub subreddits and then when your app really takes off it has a few users then you can uh, you know that it is working for for few people so ads is just a way to put it in front of more people and let it work more so it's not it shouldn't be your initial uh, user gathering channel ads and he also like uh, tells you what's difference between launching on product hunt what's different uh, with hacker news with hacker news is a very raw crowd and they tell you on the face if the app is not good yeah product hunt people are like, generally nice they supporting each other and all that but hacker news are i think initially you need to internet. launch on product hunt so that you get some good energy and not the critical criticisms yeah. i mean they help but i think after you have worked your ass off on a product now you, you need some you know good you tend things, to treat yeah. it like a baby uh, like your own product but yeah. and taking a validation on that is generally difficult for people but you shouldn't be like that if it, if if an idea doesn't work it doesn't work so finally you are a mere mortal only until you have not dipped your feet in a framework for long enough time so definitely stick to a framework a tech stack things that you think will stay in the next 10 years because don't you can't just bet on anything right bet on things or tech stack or technology that you think is going to be there is going to be maintained and stick to it so for me it is swelt i know swelt is going to be there uh dino i know dino or even if not dino then node.js it's almost identical so both of them will be there i i'm not learning go or rust or anything new now because 
I know that sticking to these things, and I've been using Node.js and uh, what's the other one? Swell for like two, three years now or more. So yeah, that's my tech stack. Arvind, what's yours? Mine is React definitely because I've been working on it since forever, like four years. So React definitely on the front end. And uh, these days I'm enjoying uh, full stack frameworks like Next.js or Remix. So probably it's Next.js. So that's a complete uh, full stack framework. So I can also cover the back end APIs and the front end uh, React, everything in JavaScript. So that's my tech stack. And I would, if, if I need a database, then I think I would go with Superbase or if it is a small thing, then Pocketbase. Yeah, I'm sticking to Pocketbase. All my projects are small, so I don't know. Like, can we aim for having a big project? We can. Okay. Because for me, it SQLite is SQLite is yeah uh, very no, performant. No, no, no. Definitely, Pocketbase will handle it. But I think for solo developers, you don't need more than Pocketbase at all. Not at all. You don't need it. That that's more than enough if you have a basic vm it, it should be enough but yeah anyway coming back to levels i think we are all very inspired by what he is doing but we have to take that inspiration in a good way rather than putting ourselves down we have to think or take what he has taught us from his tweets and his book and just stick to a tech stack and grow from there thank you so much for listening to this episode catch you guys in the next one